Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. All right, welcome guys to uh, yet another podcast and uh, today uh, we are featuring Jasper Kotze. Is that how you say it? No, Klute. Klute. Or, <laughs> That's in, how or, say it. or in English, Klute. Klute in English, or Klute in Afrikaans. Uh, Jasper is a business person, uh, he's into property and uh, he's also an author. He wrote a book called Legacy and in this book he talks about... Um, uh, some very key four, four steps that he's going to be sharing with you. Uh, but as we always do, we always kick off with a scripture. And we're going to start off in uh, Proverbs 13, verse 22. And it says, A good man lives an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So, Jasper, welcome to the podcast. And uh, uh, what's in the book when we look at it from... Uh, a, a grace in the marketplace perspective from a marketplace leader's perspective uh, what does the book talk about it's specifically the four steps towards uh, the four of that can maybe uh, link up with uh, your scripture reading uh, it the book is really uh, expounding on that verse proverbs thirteen twenty two, because in 2008 i received a revelation on that specific scripture uh, and it sounds very uh, religious when it's just read uh, from the Bible yeah. like it is. But uh, and, and some people even use that scripture to say, here it is black and white. Just become a Christian, then you can claim the wealth of the sinners. Um, and it bothered me for a long time because I saw most Christians actually being poor yeah. and not being wealthy. So what is missing? And then uh, I found I, I, I got a revelation on the book, and basically, we have to understand the context of Proverbs. That at the time of writing, uh, when Solomon put these Proverbs together, he wasn't not necessarily the the owner of all of them. Mm-hmm. By the time he arrived, these wise sayings were already in the mouths of people, and that's why it's called. Proverbs and uh, parents, uh, so wise men of old would observe nations and societies and when they see something that's always true, that if you do action A, action B or result B is the consequence, Hmm. uh, then parents would start teaching their children don't do A because B is the consequence and that's, so it became a, a social law but the early people didn't have in writing instruments. Be only the very rich could afford scribes. Right. Uh, so by the time that Solomon came to earth, he was both rich and a scholar, and he made his own observations. And wow. he realized the power of these observations, and he wanted to make sure that it's uh, protected for posterity. And that's why he then wrote it down. That's powerful because uh, if you look at it from that perspective, you also realize that wealth gives us influence. Uh, to it, shape a culture th- totally and and that was what i saw i saw but this is this is a wow that uh, god allowed solomon to wrote it up but it's not specific to just christians it's a universal come law, on that's good um that whoever applies it will then benefit and if i then now rephrase that scripture in my own 
words, yeah. it basically then says in any time period, under any conditions, regardless of what is your race, background, religion, if you become the founding parent of your family legacy and the, the test of it, will it still be functional during the time of your grandchildren? Then and only then for that family, part B will apply. And that is the wealth, the unused resources right. of the sinner, the families who missed the mark. And it will come to the righteous families who do the right thing. Come on, that's good. That's powerful. And I know you talk about uh, uh, the four steps to significance, which ultimately uh, lands us in legacy in a place where... And, and I like how you actually defined uh, significance and legacy because uh, Jasper, I came to one of his classes and he blew my mind. He said when you get to significance, we're talking about uh, what's going to happen or, or what people are going to think when they hear your name 300, you say 300 years from now? Well, anything beyond your lifetime basically, but uh, if you look at the generational families, they all plan for 100 years plus. Come on. And there are examples in the book of some Asian families who uh, are still going 700 years later. In fact, they say an average Japanese firm is built to last uh, 300 years. Just yeah. an average firm. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. they're not just thinking about themselves. They're thinking Sorry. beyond themselves. And so you say these uh, four steps start at uh, uh, struggle. Yeah, just this is where most people start if you are the first person to have this mindset of building wealth for your family. You know how it came to me was because I struggled myself not having role models in my family of rich people. And I thought uh, legacy just means being rich. But I've also seen many rich people die and six months later all the wealth is consumed. Come on. So I started to study uh, generational families. And in South Africa we've got examples. Maponya just recently yeah, died yeah. at 91. Very influential. Uh, so, uh, uh, Oppenheimer, Rupert are well-known examples, hmm. and the media and the politicians loves to hate these people. Yeah, but God and religion, <laughs> and religion. <laughs> but God led me to say that these people are His blessing to a country. Come on, because they have learned how to sustain wealth and uh, and grow it for generations to come. Which the spin-off is, they provide jobs to thousands and thousands of citizens of all walks of life. That's powerful. Now, using that example, uh, I then traced back and I read the biographies of these founders. And what then amazed me was that all of them had all the odds against them. Let's take yeah. uh, Maponya, yeah. for instance. Yeah. He had no handouts, no BE deals, nothing. No, nothing. Um, and maybe there's an unsung hero in his past because he studied to become a teacher. So probably there was a mother working her backside off to put him through university or yeah. and at least teaching. Yeah. But he then take it took it further and he literally took on the apartheid uh, regime at that stage yeah. from a business perspective hmm. uh, with no handouts. But there's many, many stories of people who rebel against the, the circumstances of the day. But what he did right and, and similar to Rupert and Oppenheimer, none of them started rich. Yeah. They did not only become wealthy in their time, but they also then had a vision to say, I'm going to take my family on a journey and teach my kids where this wealth comes That's powerful. from. And that we are stewards, we are not consumers uh, and owners because an owner can say, okay, who cares? But a steward knows that it's, he's just temporarily in charge. Come on, that's good. On. And I like that because it takes away the entitlement mindset. 
when you are steward you know you 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 know that this belongs to god ultimately it, and you yeah. handle it as if it belongs to god and when i then got that understanding that first of all you must find a man woman or couple who then uh, uh, are willing to take up the responsibility of becoming the founding parent and it's not easy it's not you know, easy yeah uh, you know i'm i'm sure if if maponia was still alive he would tell you some tough stories yeah where he himself probably doubted will it ever turn around for mm. me but he kept the vision come on um, and you need that kind of founding parent and and then one day god woke me up with this uh, four steps yeah and he said that people with a one generation mindset which are 99.9% of people around us yeah don't understand or have an inkling of what it takes to be a three generational uh, founder right uh, because the journey that takes you there goes through the four stages of struggle struggle stability stability success success significance significance but then you then have to understand that people can only understand where they are right now now with yeah. 99% of the population at struggle how do we define struggle it's not a political context it's purely if you look at your current cash flow minus your current expenses what is left at the end of the month come on is it a plus or a minus if it's a minus and it has been a minus last month and the month before well you're in struggle you're in struggle yeah if you have more months than money absolutely <laughs> struggle and it has nothing to do with how much you earn because as there as uh, uh, one of my friends is a debt counselor uh, people are struggling even at 50 or 100,000 rand a month yeah yeah uh, millionaires in fact they say lotto uh, winners uh, upgrade their spending just so they can go back to their mindset you know so so it's not a it's, it's not what's coming in and, it's, and, it's a certain way of thinking and the challenge with that mindset if you stay there too long your inner world becomes one of hopelessness wow. where you see yourself as a victim so anything happening to you as poor me I'm the victim Eskom putting up their prices poor me government yeah. make this decision poor me wow and blaming your parents blaming the church yeah so the only way to get out of it uh, and uh, you know sorry to say this but it doesn't matter how, how, how long you pray and cry and fast yeah, somewhere yeah. along the line you have to fix that equation you yeah. have you have to increase income yeah. and find additional resources yeah and ecclesiastic tells us that we have to sow in seven even eight places because wow. we don't know where it comes from that's powerful and then uh, you also then have to reduce the expenses and i was amazed when i started this exercise that even the poorest of the poor waste money yeah because of entitlement yeah it's a, it's a certain level of mindset but once you adopt that generational founding parent mindset then you are willing to make the sacrifices yeah and uh, i would say on average if i look at our program that's been going since 2008 it probably takes between 18 to 24 months for people to solve that equation oh wow to get into a, a, a plus and when they get into a plus that's when we call it stability stability so you're moving from struggle now to stability and then the mindset changes from hopelessness to hope come on and it's a powerful uh, emotion because the moment you have hope about life come on. and the rest of the people around you are hopeless you tend to attract all the positive energy Come and the on. positive ideas and positive things to you. Come so on. your journey starts to accelerate. That's powerful. But there's also a danger because when you just cross that 
threshold of uh, 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 cash yeah. from from a minus cash flow to a plus cash flow that initial cash flow surplus is is, is minuscule it's an extra 50 100 rand a month yeah and the problem is we are still in our consumption mindset right so what can you do with the extra 50 100 rand a month so you end up ice cream <laughs> literally yeah. so you're not motivated you're not excited so you can then easily get sucked back into the media promises to just go and open up an Edgar's account or open up yeah. this account and you're back in uh, uh, struggle. struggle again. So it's important at that point in time to surround yourself with people where then collectively my 100 Rand plus your 100 Rand plus 10 others mm. makes a thousand Rand. Yeah. And now we collaborate and say, what can we do with this thousand Rand? That's good. That's good. And then if you do it and you do it with a mindset that I need to have three or more separate uh, growing sustainable income streams yeah, because that is what's required to get to success. That's investment now. You're investing. Now you, well, part of the thing is that you must, uh, you might, your job, your job alone is not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Now, now you're getting into investment. <laughs> and investment is certainly, and, and there's no limit to how many avenues of investment you can look at. But yeah. I'm saying even before you get to investment, just yeah. to get out of your current predicament. Yeah. There are a lot of things that people can do to have an, a, a second income uh, stream. So when other people watch movies and TVs, why don't you start pursuing your interest or hobby and collaborate and see how can That's you powerful. commercialize it? Yeah. So in, in uh, uh, our uh, generational inheritance group, uh, abbreviation is GIG, movement, we actually have such a second income stream that we then uh, train people on. Um, and then they have the protection of the whole thing. And uh, obviously then with that, we also then have uh, investment club that right. people can look at property and co-invest in other people's businesses for right. as little as maybe a thousand and a share. But then once you have your three or more sustainable and growing income streams, then you can now say, okay, I've reached the station of success. And then you're released into your significance. Right. And significance is then that thing that you always wanted to do and you tell your friends, if I have the money, I would do X, Y, Z. Right. Success. No, success is having the, the choices right. of three or more income streams. Right. And significance. But you never leave success. You always tweak the income streams that you have. And that's what happened with the Maponias of this world. Right. They started off with, uh, I think, like a spaza shop. Uh, and then it became petrol stations and then the mall and then a whole lot of things but by becoming a specialist on the two or three uh, on the three or more income streams opportunity will then find you but the purpose of that growing income streams is not for you to become fat and lazy come on it's for you now to be the instrument that god intended to say okay uh, why are you on this earth look around you what's wrong and now you have the resources and from strength you can now solve it not like ngos who have to go around looking for donor funding, you can now become the Paul who says, I go where I want to go and Come I fund on. my own business. Come on. That's powerful. Man, I'm so excited and uh, I'm so thankful that you could make time uh, to record this podcast with me. And I know that it's going to touch a lot of people across the world. Uh, we have a lot of people from all over the world that listen to uh, this podcast, Grace in the Marketplace, and just uh, in the marketplace and believing uh, for God to use them. Uh, to make an impact and to change people's lives because ultimately that's what uh, 
our wealth is for. It is so that we can be a blessing to somebody else. So thanks, Jasper. And uh, thank you so much. I can't wait for us to get together again and do this one more time. Uh, if I may, can I, uh, if people are interested to learn more about the yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, you can share um, your Just go your to details. our website. Yep. Uh, and it's www.gig-institute.com. And GIG is G-I-C. G-I-G. G-I-G. Generational Inheritance Group. That's Come the abbreviation. That's powerful. So www.gig-institute.com. Dot com. And then when they go on the website, there's a, a, a four-minute video that just gives an overview of the program. Mm -hmm. They can then register as a free member which then gives them access to uh, what we've just briefly discussed. It, we then elaborate on it in terms of the message, where does it come from, right. what they, how can they start their own community bank, right. and then also how to do goal setting from a generational perspective and come how on. to do budgeting from a generational perspective. Come on, that's powerful. Thanks again, Jasper, uh, for uh, joining me on this podcast, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, talk to you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.